everyone and welcome to Roll Out the Barrel, the podcast for fans of the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, hosted by two British Milwaukee Brewers fans, uh, myself, Sean, at Haders Hair on Twitter. And also with me, as ever, is Mr. UK Brew Crew himself, Mark Lewis. How are you, mate? Hello, mate. I'm very good. Um, yeah, nothing exciting going on. Although I say that, it, the uh, the Premier League starting up again gives us something else to uh, to watch, doesn't it? So, uh, yeah, but, yeah, very well otherwise. So uh, Yeah, enjoying. cool. For those, obviously, you guys can't see Mark, but he's wearing his Brighton and Hove Albion shirt. Um, <laughs> so he's flying the colours for his beloved football team. Uh, who they got today, mate? Uh, we're at home to Arsenal today, so uh, yeah, a bit sad that I won't be going to see it. Um, but yeah, hopefully with their bad performance during the week, we might be able to pick up a point. <laughs> we need points because yeah. obviously we need to avoid relegation. But yeah, um, I'm hopeful that we can pick up a point. Um, I don't think they're full of confidence, so we've got nothing to lose. <laughs> so we have, uh, we being Birmingham City, of course, we have a local derby today. We have West Bromwich Albion. Oh, that's um, a good one. Yeah, who are second in the league and will probably thump us by about three or four goals. But uh, but there you go. Anyway, this is not a football podcast. <laughs> it's a baseball podcast. So, uh, OK. Yeah, I mean, it's weird, isn't it? We say, how are you? And it's the same thing, isn't it? Have you been anywhere? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I'm on lockdown. You know. Seen anybody? Uh, no. <laughs> you been to the pub? No. No. OK, uh, move on. Um, yeah, and again, you know, we're, for those guys listening, we're, we, me, myself and Mark had a chat and we decided to, we're going to get the podcast going. Um, it's difficult without any baseball, but luckily there's plenty of uh, history we can talk through and, uh, and also have a bit of fun as well. So as we've said a few times, you know, we're here to, to keep the conversation flowing around baseball and until, uh, until the game comes back to us, uh, when that will be, we don't know, but, um, we'll have a chat about that Mark today as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what we've got on, on the show today, well, we're going to have a chat about the current MLB status. It's been all over Twitter, all over the media, all over the news. Yeah, so we're going to have a chat about that and really give you the minor mark stance on that, really, and, and what we think. Uh, then we're going to go into the draft review. So we had a five-round draft uh, last week, which was interesting. So we'll have a chat about the five uh, players picked up there by the Brewers. Of course, we've got baseball top trumps. Uh, if you remember, Mark is beating me 3-0. Um, we have the fourth innings uh, on the show today. Hoping we're going to uh, we're going to see some improvement from my uh, from my bunch of I won't say what I think of them, but certainly <laughs> from my team. And then finally, have a little bit of fun at the end. We're going to test Mark's knowledge of all things minor league in terms of baseball teams. Yeah, we're going to test Mark's knowledge on that. So that'll be an interesting end to the show. So we're going to get straight into it. So, Mark, the MLB, the current position, it's a mess, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? It's, it's pretty much two, two rich kids standing either side of a fence, isn't it, saying, I want this, I want this, I want this, and nobody seems to be budging, do they? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's not looking great at the moment, is it? No, not, not at all. We've had plenty of time to reflect on this, haven't we, really? Yeah. Um, I've got various comments and thoughts about the whole thing, really, but... Before we get into the, you know, the nitty gritty, I suppose, and, and I think your your description there of two kids, two rich kids arguing is really good. I've got no sympathy for either the players or the owners personally. No. I've, you know, we've got billionaire owners and multi-millionaire players, and they've got into this almost childlike squabble now at a time when, if ever the world, you know, base, the world of baseball needs baseball. It's now, yeah. It's we need people to play to yeah. get to get the spirits uh, of all baseball fans around the world raised. And I, I can't find any sympathy for either. I understand the position of both. I understand the financial position of both parties and the reasons why they are um, at, at loggerheads. But the reality of the current situation around the world is that people are struggling to pay their mortgages. They're struggling to feed their children. The use of and this isn't a political a political podcast, but <laughs> You know, the use of food banks in the UK, and I'm sure it's the same in the US, uh, has risen massively in the last few months. And those are the people where you know, I'll reserve my sympathies for those people, not for millionaires who are arguing uh, you know, over whether they should get six million dollars this season or five million dollars. Yeah. So, you know, that that's kind of before we go into the detail, that's my top liner. What, what do you yeah. think? I, well, that's pretty much exactly how I feel, you know, um like you say, the, the the amount of people, particularly in the US, that have been made unemployed in you know the, since the start of this this crisis, 
um, who are struggling and, and have no way of, of paying for things or, you know, um, and, and they're going out and protesting, saying that you have to open up businesses, you have to do this to, to allow us to earn money so we can feed our children and whatever. And then you've got, you know, the MLB <laughs> sitting yeah. there squabbling about millions. And, uh, you know, and these people are just wanting a couple of hundred dollars so that they can actually afford to buy some food, you know. Um, yes. And, and it, it's just embarrassing, really, isn't it? You know, um, that, it is. And you know what? This, this is other, what it's come to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the other major sports in the US seem to have been able to, to, to batten, a, you know, a, a deal together. I mean, you've got the hockey league. You've got, obviously, basketball. Um, football looks like it's going to be good to go as well. It seems to be, at the moment, peculiar to baseball, this, yeah. this, this issue. I mean, for those of you who have, you know, who have been living on on, on another planet for, for the last few months, uh, the general crux of this, I mean, it's quite, like most things, it's complicated, it's quite complex, but the general crux is that the players want to be paid pro rata, so effectively, you know, whatever their salary is, divided by 162, and then they get that much per game. This is, you know, very top level. Whereas the owners... So that everybody thought that was agreed, or the players certainly thought that the MLBPA uh, thought that that was agreed. But then the owners have said, well, hang on a minute, we're playing in front of, or we will be playing in front of empty stadiums, etc., etc. So our revenue is going to be less. So we want to give you less than your pro rata salary. And then, the, so this is what the players are now sitting there and saying, well, no. So as I say, I know it's com- more complex than that, but at a very high level, that's kind of the main thing, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. The owners don't yeah. want to pay what the players thought that they'd agreed to pay them. Yeah, basically. I think from what you're the, the thing that you're saying there, I think that was an agreement in March before the, the real big COVID crisis hit. Um, and that's what they were assuming that they'd be playing to once they could get back out on the field. And now all of a sudden they're getting to a point where they possibly can play. And the agreement that they thought was in place in March is now being kind of ripped up and, and something else has come along. I kind of get the frustration from the players. But, I mean, we're seeing a load of players on Twitter at the moment saying, I just want to play, tell me where and when. You know, so at the yeah. end of the day, they've got to have a say in, in sort of getting these games underway um, and agreeing something. And there just doesn't seem to be any negotiation either mm. side, does it? It seems to be, we seem to see MLB saying one thing, and then the next day we see the MLB PA, is it? Um, come back the next day saying, we haven't agreed to that, this is what we want. <laughs> you know, and there doesn't seem to be any negotiation at all, does it? And it's just, just sort of frustrating for us. Um, and then, of course, you get on top of that, even with this negotiation yesterday, seeing that the Toronto Blue Jays um, had to shut down their uh, spring training facility because um, however many people had come down, I think they were saying something like 25, was it? I think it was eight people had tested positive and they were waiting on the results of 32 more players. So they've had to shut down. And I think the Chicago Cubs have had similar as well. So. I'm now starting to get to a point where I don't think there's going to be a season 2020 because you can't, if you've got half of your squads off because of COVID reasons, then how can you, how can you play an effective game? It's just... I, I, yeah, I agree, mate. Yeah. You know, the cynic in me, and I can't help being cynical because I think everything at the moment in the world of baseball is just boiling down to one thing. And that's money. People talk about, I want to play. People talk about keeping everyone safe, but let's be honest. The most important thing in everyone's mind is money that's what they're squabbling about yeah. they're not squabbling about the conditions of play they're squabbling about how much money they're all going to earn yeah. so but then when I, i've seen those reports and i don't think the blue jays are the only like you said you mentioned the cubs as well there was another team who escaped me now who have also claimed the same it just seems to me awfully convenient that suddenly yeah there seems to be these pockets of outbreaks um yeah. within within these, these baseball camps of covid which again are going to to stop stop baseball being played while we have this turmoil at the moment it just feels a bit convenient don't you think yeah it does it does um the problem is now i think that's going to affect 2020 altogether uh, yeah you know and i think it will will pass on because if you're getting spikes i mean i know they were originally talking about possibly playing everything at the uh, uh the cactus league facilities now Arizona's been had a really big spike, hasn't it? Which is where the Brewers would be based. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they're obviously not going to send their players over there at the moment, whilst there's uh, the high infection rate. If it's if it's spiking everywhere around the country, then I think you know you're, you're going to be worried that the the NBA, unless they are completely shut away, the mm. NBA, the NFL, and the NHL are all going to get affected as well. Yes. You know, it's it's just get playing whilst you can get playing. 
and do yeah. as much as you can just to bring a little bit of sanity back to the world. You know, that's all, all we're yeah. saying, really, isn't it? Um, it doesn't matter how many games are played. And, and, yeah, you can argue about the sort of money side of things. But at the end of the day, surely for everybody's sanity. I mean, my, me and yourself, we, we've been locked away for, what, 13 weeks now? And to have a bit of MLB to be able to watch whilst I'm trapped indoors would help my sanity. And that's basically all we want as, as fans is we just want to see a bit of normality to help us get through this as well. So, you know, mm. it, it's more than just a how much money, isn't it? You know, um, it, it's it's just so frustrating. Yeah, we, you know, we want them to do their job. Yeah. The, the, you know, the job of the owners and the job of the players is to entertain the public for which they get very well paid. Mm-hmm. We want them to do their job. Like, you know, we're, we're now, as you say, I'm back at work. You, you've been working from home all this time, so you've been at work. Get, get your head stick. I mean, well, I spoke at the start that I have no sympathy at the moment for, for the, the owners or the players. I think they're both culpable in this and they should, you know, really put a high level of maturity into the whole thing. But the, the one, I feel sorry for the fans. Okay, I I'm feeling sorry for myself, but I feel sorry for the fans. It's the fans that are getting let down by baseball. We're just watching this, this tennis match of, of rich people. And, um, you know, the amount of things that get posted on Twitter, um, you know, breaking news, a deal agreed, for it all yep. to be poo-pooed within 30 seconds by somebody yep. else. Just absolutely sick of the thing. And, you know... I mean, so in the UK, you know, we, we do our best to really promote the sport of baseball, don't we? We, you know, we do this yeah. part and we talk to people and we, we tweet a lot and all the good stuff. We extol the virtues of what is an amazing sport. Yeah. But the MLB are running a real risk at the moment of losing a lot of fans. I'll be imagining around the world. Within the UK, it's a fledgling sport. You know, it's, it's a very much a minority sport. But there is a little bit of momentum within the, the yeah. MLB fan pages. At the moment, anyone who, you know, in the UK who thinks, oh, I'll give this baseball a go, would, would sit back and look at this nonsense and say, I don't go bother. Yeah. You know, so they run the risk of losing a lot of potential yeah, yeah. support. Yeah, I think um, we, we've definitely felt that through the MLB UK. You know, there was people that were getting involved because of the London series last year um, who have just dropped off because there's not been any baseball since, you know. October mm-hmm. last year, you know, everything's been cancelled. The London series was cancelled. You know, yeah, they just seem to have got it wrong at the moment. And um, yeah, it, it's kind of hard to promote something and, and to be positive about something when it's you know you yourself are thinking, oh my god, how do I promote this? You know, <laughs> it is difficult. You know, and, and I'm not obviously I'm not saying anything bad against the the Brewers because uh, you know I wouldn't for a start. Um, but even if they even if it was all bad news, I'd still try and find the the, uh, the positives. But the positives yep. are becoming less and less now, you know, and it's, it's becoming harder and harder to, to be kind of like, yeah, come, come along and join in. Come along and join in because it's just not happening, is it? No, not at all. And, and for every day that we lose at the moment, you know, for this, I use the word negotiation, but it doesn't really feel like there is one to me. But for every day that we lose, well, that's a game loss. Mm-hmm. Another game loss. Exactly. So, yeah. This squabble goes on for another month, and there's another 30 games we've lost. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. And, yeah. and of course, the the other dark cloud on the horizon at the moment is the potential for a player strike anyway. Yeah. So let's let's be real doom mongers on this one. There's there's a there's a real potential at the moment that we get no baseball this year and very little baseball next year. The, exactly. The current the current financial deal expires December 2021. Yeah. So. There's lots of, again, if you, again, a lot of it's on Twitter, um, but these are players themselves tweeting comments that they're all in this together. They're, they're going to make a stand for the, for the next generation of players uh, coming through so that they get all the rewards that these guys have got. And the mood music at the moment isn't very good. So potentially we could have a wipeout of two seasons. Yeah, which is, uh, it should be, you know, doesn't bear thinking about. Would be gutting, wouldn't it? Particularly if you think, you know, we'd, we've fairly recently got into baseball. You know, we've been doing everything we can to, to kind of get on board with it. And then we lose two seasons purely because of money at the yeah. end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know. Again, you know what? That um, the reasons for going on strike, that again, very complex, of course. You know, nothing's easy in life, is it? Certainly isn't in baseball. No. But there's there'll be a, there's a financial aspect to it, certainly. But there's also sort of conditions. I mean, there's been lots of things happening, like um, I know that Guerrero Jr. up at the Blue Jays had a, a – and I think also Peter Alonso at the Mets. So Guerrero Jr., the, the Blue Jays had him in minor league um, for a lot longer than was deemed realistic. He's obviously a very good player. 
and the reason for that is so they can get you know an extra year before he uh, before he goes into free agency. So yeah. you know it's almost like players have been held back for the financial benefit of the club. Yeah. So there's you know when you start getting into the, the realms of that kind of, of of dealings, then quite a murky situation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd I haven't really looked into the sort of the minor league contracts and that, but basically since. Obviously, the thing that's been highlighted is is the salaries of the minor league players, the, uh, what they are and aren't allowed to do, and you know the fact that they, they've had to survive on on very little money, not being able to go and get another job, not having been furloughed or anything like that. You know, and there is an awful lot there that needs to be done to help the players' contracts and, and working rights going forward, particularly in in the MLB where there's so much money. Why that can't be fed down, um, but we have similar in this country as well. When you look at the Premier League going down to grassroots football, there has to be that balance in sport where you 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 feed from the top. We don't mind the big name best players getting more money. We never have had a problem with that, but we do need to rebalance, uh, rebalance the people that work in the the lower echelons of sport that do the groundwork to enable those sorts of people to reach their pe- their peak that need to be rewarded as well. And, I, and I, it, it's a sad situation, but I think that's been really highlighted to me over the last sort of three or four months. Yeah. You know, it's, it certainly isn't unique to baseball. It's sport around the world, isn't it? And um, yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. We've got no, I know I've got no issue with Mike Trout earning $39 million a season. He's the best, the very best of the best in his sport. No issue at all with that. It's just the, you know, the current situation, how they're arguing over who gets this million dollars here, who gets this million yeah. dollars there. It's, it's, yeah. That's what sort of sticks in your throat, really. Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, and the other, I suppose the last thing on that, while we're having a moan, um, <laughs> is also the, the, the ticket situation. I mean, a lot of these games at the moment are deemed to be postponed, yeah. not cancelled, yeah. which is very convenient um, in, from a financial point of view, because it means you don't have to give any refunds yeah. until a game is actually cancelled and you can no longer provide the service. So not only is all this happening, but also there's a lot of people out there who have paid good, honest money. Yeah, yeah, and uh, are not getting that money returned, knowing that the, the games are not going to be played. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and again, that, that stinks, doesn't it? Pretty much. Yeah, it's it's um, unfortunately it's what the last three or four months have shown us, really, isn't it? The the people that are most affected by the current situation are the people that are losing out the most. Yeah, know? absolutely. Um, we should probably get into a little bit more more lighthearted rather than kind of yeah. uh, just being all, all downtrodden. <laughs> the big thing that seems to be highlighted from from all of this. Um, to in and throwing is that there's going to be a universal DH. So how yeah. do you feel about the universal DH? First, firstly, seeing as we're a National League side and uh, we don't have a designated yeah. hitter. <laughs> well, mixed emotions. Because um, it, it, it kind of came in from left field, this one, didn't it? Yeah, I know there's been bit, talk yeah. about having a, you know, a DH. and It's always struck me as a little strange that we have two, effectively two codes in the game. You know, yeah. the American League has had the DH for a long time and the National League doesn't. Personally, I like watching pitchers at bat yeah. I think can be humorous you know you're always expecting the buns <laughs> yeah. I, I just so, yeah. I, I find it a nice quirk in the it's a bit like in cricket when the when the bowler comes out to bat at the end and he's an yeah. absolute what we call a rabbit yeah, t- tail you enders, yeah yeah you know we have this expression <laughs> a rabbit which basically means not very good at batting so I do I quite like that and one or two pitchers have hit a homer which is always nice to see yeah, which is yeah. rare but it's it, it's yeah. great but with my brewer's hat on which is always on Good for us, which means we can fit Ryan Braun into the team quite nicely now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd say the biggest thing for me was, and I put this on the uh, the MLB UK chat the other day, was that actually by by bringing in a designated hitter for the, you know for uh, going forward in the National League extends yeah. Braun's Braun's career um, yeah. with us, means that he can probably stay with us forever because obviously we can we can put people in the outfield and just let him come in and bat. You know, yes. we we all know what he can do with a bat, so um, it also helps the likes of um, Keston Hira you know, can sometimes be a little bit suspect in his defence. So, you know, when we get to a game or, you know, sort of a bit further down the line when um, Braun's finally, you know, kind of hung up his cap or whatever, people like Hero would benefit from a de- uh, from the designated hitter spot because mm. they don't have to concentrate so much. I mean, we all know what Hero's um, batting is like. And, and you know, we, we fully expect him to hit home runs in most games. We're always optimistic when he comes up to bat, but we're always a little bit less optimistic when he comes into field. So, um, yeah. you know, so I think for, for that respect, we've got some players that it would benefit. I think the purists prefer not having designated hitter because, you know, obviously when baseball was was first conceived back in the 1800s, um, 
you know, that's how it was. It was nine players v nine players and not this, uh, oh, well, you're not good at that. So we'll take you out and we'll put somebody in to substitute you to, to kind of cover that that shortfall as such. Um, so I kind of get it and I do prefer the um, the National League rules over the designated hitter, but I, th- I think it's it's inevitable it's going to come in, isn't it? Unfortunately, I, I kind of, kind of uh, got my head around the fact that it's going to come in at some point. Yeah, the momentum certainly feels that way. As I say, it, it gives us an opportunity to, to slot Ryan Braun nicely into the team. And also, we spoke a few pods ago, Mark, didn't we, about you know our roster and things. And we had quite a, a good debate about the catching position. And I think in Omar Navarez, we've got another DH there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you're actually right with, with Navarez there. He's a big kind of plus, really, for a DH, isn't he? I think so, yeah. We get Manny Pena's defence. You know, yep. as we said before, he's a quality, he's, you know, good, a good guy behind the plate. And uh, Navarez, we get the aggression from him and the, and the batting. Yeah. So I think it gives us options. I think we both agreed it seems to be happening. question is just, I suppose, when, but that seems to be happening sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've, got no, I've got no major issue with it. It just takes some of the romance out of the game for me because I like yeah, watching I so. pictures bat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, exactly, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know what? I'll take any kind of baseball at the moment. DH yeah, or yeah, no DH, I don't care. <laughs> I don't know if you saw my tweet last night with uh, my little girl would not go to sleep last night. And I was out at like quarter to 12. So I right. Know, I fall asleep. I thought if only I had baseball right this minute, I could put that on and I probably wouldn't care that she's still awake. <laughs> Absolutely. But, oh, yeah. It could be a good introduction for her to the sport, couldn't it? Well, yeah. I don't know if you saw the the other picture that I put during the week as well of her in an yeah, MVP dress. <laughs> yeah, man. That, that, won, that won the Cutie Pie Award, I think, yeah, that one, it didn't, did, it? didn't it? So, yeah, I actually yeah. even got a like from the Brewers on Instagram for that one. So. <laughs> OK, so the pod certainly started off a little bit negative, but, uh, you know, we've we, we got reasons for, for that. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the future of Brewers baseball. Um, obviously, we had the draft um, about a week or so ago. Five rounds, like a mini draft. It was quite strange. What are your thoughts on on the guys that we picked, mate? When you look at uh, what the Brewers need, probably for you know, foremost in our team is is pitching. I think we've got quite a good mix of, of fielding and batting. Uh, there's a couple of spots there that that need to have some cover, I think. But I thought generally we would probably go pitching, but actually you know, we didn't. For the first time since 2003, the first five picks were position players. Uh, we didn't get any pitches in at all. Brewers basically stated that um, they feel that what they've got in-house is actually good and they've got the good development system and they're happy with what they've got, so they didn't feel they needed to bolster it. So they pretty much went for position players to bolster the farm system because as it was well documented last year uh, we had the the lowest ranked farm system in in the majors so so yeah so it, it looks good you know i, I had a, a delve around at all five of the drafts and to see what i could find and uh, yeah there um there were some good prospects there if they yeah. if if it's always if isn't it if they come off yeah of course i mean this is you know minor league baseball obviously these, these guys are going to head into what rookie league or or advanced a league double a league i don't know where these guys are going to yeah. go next. i'm not sure what the what what the general uh, route is for them but these are people we're not going to hear about for a while and they're either going to drop off the radar and it just doesn't work out for them or you know they will they will come through the ranks and uh and one day plant miller yeah yeah i think um i mean there, there is a prospect pro, uh, the possibility that they get traded you know in multiple mm. player trade deals and stuff yeah. um i think sort of the elich deal a couple of years back was was a big one wasn't it we we sent three or four very good farm prospects over to miami to, to kind of leave a yelich away so yeah i mean they they do need to build up the farm system we get that but um the, the way that that we operate obviously because we're the my you know, the, the small market team there is every chance that one of these players could come through the system and and become the next big star and we haven't got to fork out the the millions and millions of pounds to prize them from another team yeah of so, course yeah and that that's the beauty isn't it you know it's like yeah. having apprentices in football isn't it that, that yeah, come exactly, on and yeah. become great players yeah yeah so, yeah, I mean, a lot of people were concerned that no pictures were picked. Um, obviously, you just gave the Brewers stance on that. They think there's enough in the farm system. There's enough pitching at the moment to work with. So we, we picked five players, two shortstops, one catcher, and uh, and two uh, outer fielders, one left yes. field and one centre field. So let's have a little look at them one by one. So, so obviously, the first round pick was Garrett Mitchell. Yeah. 21 years of age, uh, centre fielder from UCLA, left-hander, little left-handed bat. 
right-handed thrower. Not the first time he's been drafted. He was drafted in 2017. Um, he was a 14th round pick for the Oakland A's. Again, looking into that, I don't think he faded away. I think he committed to the college he was at. Uh, yeah, yeah or I whatever. That. I did actually look into that. He uh, <laughs> Basically, he knew that if he was going to get a big contract, uh, Zay would pay him so he so I think he set his signing bonus for about two million dollars knowing that the Oakland A's wouldn't sign it so that he could concentrate on uh, playing for UCLA um, and at the time I think he said, I read a, an article about it, he said that he felt he needed to grow up and that obviously going straight into the majors may have affected him in, in a negative way so he wanted to kind of work himself out at college level before coming into the majors so yeah he, he I think he was obviously good enough to be drafted uh, and we're talking you know, sort of round 14 out of a 40 round draft as well so it's fairly high up for uh, a player of, of I think at the time would have been 18 years of age so but yeah so um, you know, he's been drafted previously he was expected to go I, I believe in in the fourth pick uh, in this draft and we got him at the 20th pick um, and I think, obviously, the, the big reason for that, I think, is obviously the fact that he has type 1 diabetes and has an insulin yes. pump. So I'm guessing there are teams that didn't want to have to try and manage that. Um, the Brewers are perfectly happy that he's managed it for the last three years at college level. And um, and I don't know if you saw, I tweeted a picture of him uh, in a Brewers hat. Yes, I did see that. 2016, yes. yeah. I found, him, I found his Instagram. I don't know an awful lot about the draft and about how the college system works, so I just wanted to get involved and have a look. Um, yeah, he was wearing a Brewers hat, and I believe in 2016 he played for the Brewers Area Codes Fall League team. So the Brewers were well aware of him in 2016, I believe. So here we are four years later, they've finally drafted him. So um, Yeah, so yeah, I, I did ask him whether he was a, a Brewers fan uh, on Twitter, but he didn't come back to me. Surprise, surprise. Um, but yeah, he seems perfectly happy. I, I've, it's nothing I've, personal, Mark. It's no, no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the the questions that that people were stating about him was uh, over his hitting power. But he himself says that he's more of a line drive hitter and he has good speed between the bases. And I think he's been recorded at going from home plate to first plate in four seconds. So now that is quick. Home plate to first. So this is ninety <laughs> feet. Yeah. yeah, ninety feet <laughs> in four, four seconds. seconds. Basically, he's a, he's a quick base runner. That so is, that is quick, um, yeah. yeah. So um, the the logic to see him is that he's a possible Kane replacement because obviously Kane's coming towards the end of his career he's an outfielder um, yes. and he's a top of the order batter and obviously if Garrett Mitchell is also a top of the order batter because he's he's more of a get on base guy rather than hit home runs then those are the sorts of people you want to have in front of Yelich um, before he comes yeah. on and hits the bomb so you know definitely. get on base yeah definitely. yeah exactly so, yeah. so it yeah. looks yeah. good um, you look at his numbers you know I mean you mentioned he's, he, has, he has type 1 diabetes and maybe that's the reason he didn't get uh, picked up a little earlier than round uh, 20 i'm no medical expert so i don't i don't know the effects of diabetes on a sportsman but i mean the, the concern must be more about his longevity in the sport because yeah. it certainly isn't affecting his numbers at the moment these um these guys have you probably noticed but they have um, a rating system here so they, they write their hitting running fielding their power and their arm yeah. and then they get like an overall writing number just interesting you mentioned he his speed he he for some reason, the rating goes from 20 to 80. He get, he ranks as 70 out of 80. So he, of all of his assets, his running, his deep, so that will be his speed, obviously, yeah. is, um, is one of his biggest assets. Because yeah. they, they describe him as a very toolsy player. He has lots of tools. You know, yeah. When people mention Garrett Mitchell, they keep saying he's got all the tools, you know, he yeah, can exactly, hit. Yeah. I mean, he's hitting ranked at 60 and his power was down at 50. So as you say, if he's more of a line drive kind of guy, getting the singles or the doubles is just as important as of, of, of smashing, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. smashing four baggers, isn't it? So Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. He seems like a, a real... A real uh, <laughs> well, a real put it so you, you can't hit a grand slam if you haven't got three other people on base, can you? So. That's very true. <laughs> so you... I think you're spot on, mate. Uh, a, great, a great potential replacement there for uh, for Locaine, I think. And, and another thing about him, I mean, he um, he's obviously a big, strong lad. He's six foot three. He was on the, the USA um, collegiate roster as well. But he had a, a leg injury and that sort of uh, curtailed that. So he's got form. He does have the tools. And he's, uh, you know, he seems that there's a lot there for the Brewers to yeah. work with. So really, seems a really exciting pick. OK, <laughs> then, so we'll move on to the second pick. So uh, in the second round, we had Freddie Zamora, uh, a shortstop from Miami. 
right-handed in all things, uh, batting and throwing. Never drafted before. What do you know about him? Um, so, yeah, he was an interesting one. Um, he was ranked 100th in the prospects on the MLB list, so he's been picked well in advance of where they expected him to go. Looks like a good player. Uh, got a strong arm. Um, better, I think he's more known for his defence than his hitting. But mm-hmm. obviously, shortstop is a position where the Brewers maybe are a little light. So that's possibly why they've gone for him um, at a time when they when they could. I, I do know. I do know that the Brewers had a look at him in 2017. I, I managed to find a, a little um, article about him. Um, and in 2017, the Brewers invited him to Miller Park to have a look at him before the 2017 draft. But as you said, he went undrafted, so there was obviously some work that needed to be done. But they, they've again, they've they've been aware of him for the last three or four years. So so yeah, so they've obviously been on the radar. They they were. Uh, that's possibly why they picked him in advance of of his 100th position so so yeah he looks like a, a good player there's kind of similarities between him and Braun supposedly I'm obviously yet to see what <laughs> what that is I, I guess he's he's more of a hitter than um, than Mitchell and again he's also fairly quick I think between bases but the, the biggest problem with him at the moment I think is the fact that he's uh, three months into recovery for an ACL injury which yeah. happened in February so obviously by the time he gets to play because there's not going to be any minor league baseball this year anyway by the time he's recovered from that for next year possibly they can have a, a, an assessment of that I think the Brewers are fairly happy that everything seems to be looking all right with it which is why they drafted him but yeah it's just, he he looks like a good player as well there was yeah, a I little think... question i believe that his on his character he yeah. uh, he got suspended from the first game in the college program this year before his injury for a team rule violation but to be honest i don't look at stuff like that seriously because who at the age of 21 doesn't do something stupid in their lifetime yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah, it could be a, a character thing, but I, I just think generally we all do stuff stupid. Unfortunately, he's just a, a high-profile youngster and and has been pulled up by it, you know. And and uh, hopefully he'll he'll learn from that. I'm sure he will. Um, yeah, and, I think you're uh, right. You yeah, know, some um, of the some of the greatest players are, are definitely characters, aren't they? So yeah, 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 exactly. You're right. The the ACL was a concern certainly at a young age, um, but. You know, at 21, plenty of time to recover from that. Yeah, yeah suspended for the team rule violation. Um, I mean, he's got he's got baseball in his DNA. His father was yes. a, a Nicaraguan professional player, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and it was his dad. He 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 kind of credits his dad for for teaching him the shortstop position and and mm-hmm. how to run between the bases as well. Because I think he's he's fairly good at stealing bases, isn't he? So from what I've seen, so yeah, he's he looks a good player. Yeah, he looks okay. And then the third round, we picked up a catcher, Xavier Warren. Currently plays or was playing at the Chippen, Chippewas, or Chippenwas, which is a wonderful yeah. <laughs> name. Um, again, somebody who originally played, I believe, as a shortstop. Um, in his, I say, in, in his, yeah. his, 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 his fledgling career, but yeah. in his very young career. He was a, a shortstop, but was described as having a funky arm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that's a medical condition, but um, <laughs> which, which kind of made him less suitable for that position. Yeah, yeah. I was I was a little confused about that because obviously the Brewers drafted him as a catcher, uh, and 2019, sort of playing for his uh, his college in Michigan, he had 50 starts, 40 of which were at shortstop. So yeah. I was a bit like, oh, what's going on there? <laughs> you know. So um, yeah. So they, they've obviously seen something they like about him as a, as a catcher uh, and drafted him as a catcher. It, it's yeah. the best place to be as well on, on the diamond, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm sure well, he's, of course, he's of not, course. Ha- not unhappy with that. But yeah, he um, yeah, his he's... catching does have mixed reviews, doesn't it? Um, yeah. If you yeah. look, he's very much a rough diamond, and and um, he needs to. But again, as we said when we when we spoke about Matt, the Manny Pena and uh, Omar Navarro's uh, situation, if he if he gets an opportunity to work with those guys, it's going to improve his catching anyway. So yeah, um, exactly, yeah. You know, he seems to have something about him with the bat as well. Um, yeah. I mean, he's from he's from Michigan College. He 22 doubles last year, which was a school record. So, you know, there seems to be something there. Yeah, to play I with. also found out that, or oh, I think they said that he's a switch hitter as well. So He's um, a switch hitter, yeah. yes. Right. So that yep. obviously gives uh, a little bit of an added bonus for um, sort of the batting order, uh, depending yep. on left-hand, right-hand pitcher. I um, I managed to find a little thing from his um, from his school baseball coach. Um, I think that his, the guy's name's Jordan Bischel, um, and he said that 
of, of Warren. His hand-eye coordination is off the charts and he seems to do everything well. So, wow. yeah, he seems to be a very rounded player. Um, and then I also managed to find another quote as well from Xavier Warren that he's basically he's a, he's a man of very few words, but it says he's really happy that someone has given him a shot. Wow. OK, so, well, can't argue with that. And then uh, fourth round, Joey Wiener or Wiener, 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 I don't know. Um, yeah, he was ranked uh, 167th in the draft prospects and was picked 121st by the Brewers. Six foot five. Yeah, he's been monster, if you, isn't he? <laughs> did, you, did you see him on uh, on Twitter? He's um, he's got quite an active Twitter account um, and he's got locks to rival Gamel. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So he's another outfielder with long hair. So but not uh, Josh yeah. Hader, obviously. <laughs> Big tall lad. Um, yeah. Right there. What do we know about him? So playing at the Cincinnati, Be- well, the Bearcats are their college team. He's 264, 379, 408. So 264 average, 379 on base percentage and 408 slugging, giving him a you know an on base uh, an OPS somewhere near 800. So quite good. Apparently he's a good bat speed, good at base uh, base stealing. But yeah, somebody else who I mean look, they're all they're all unproven, right? I mean yeah. college. Even from college ball up to to minor league, is a, is a big big step, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Interestingly enough, he he was a closing pitcher, and yeah, he has I a he has a fastball apparently, which was measured at 98 miles per hour. But again, he was deemed too erratic, and so he obviously he changed his uh you know his direction. But yeah, he um I saw on on reports that he can run a, a six and a half second 60 yard dash. He looks like he could uh, he could be good for uh, running bases. Uh, I also saw that he played in, and I didn't really know much about this, but he played in in a prestigious Cape Cod league for the Harwich Mariners, which apparently, if you play in that league, the, the pro scouts seem to like you um, and give you quite high kudos for having played in that league. It seems to be a very tough league um, and that a lot of players sort of uh, would like to have the opportunity to play there. So, um, yeah, he looked. He looks pretty good. He, he says he's looking forward to uh, hooking up with and learning from Yelich in the outfield. And one, I got a little quote from him. He says, I've always relied on my athleticism. But as you climb the baseball ranks more, it really just becomes more refinement of skills and little things that make you a true ball player. So um, yeah. I think he's he's concentrating. He knows that he's good. He's concentrating on the little things now to try and make him as best as he can be. Yeah, excellent. And then the fifth round, we went with uh, Hayden Cantrell, another shortstop from Louisiana. Yep. Another switch hitter as well, interestingly enough. Yeah, what what do you know about him? So, uh, I think MLB had him ranked as as 118th in the prospect, so he got picked at 151st. So, I'm guessing we've we've picked him uh, to increase the farm. Yeah, like you say, switch hitter, um, and his college coach, he played for the Raging Cajuns um, in Louisiana, and his college coach said that he's a high-level defender and an elite runner, and he tends to start slow, but heats up as the season goes on, and and I actually managed to find some some stats for that. In 2018, in his first 50 at-bats, he hit uh, at .18 or 0.180 and then for the rest of the season it hit at 0.321 and then in 2019 similarly first 50 at bats he'd hit at 0.160 and then at 0.349 for the rest of the season so he does seem to be a slow starter at the beginning of the season uh, and kind of gets into it and, yeah it's uh, interesting you know, because in, in spring training as well 20 this year 2020 he hit 148 so it's following that same pattern you know, well yeah, below yeah, exactly, the yeah. well below the Mendoza line. Um, yeah, exactly. But it seems that you know he's a slow burner, and then he, he yeah. gets to his stride during the season. So yeah, that's pretty much, isn't it? Um, yeah, and again, he also played in the uh, the Cape Cod League, and then again, noted as having good hand speed and is a good runner. Defensively, displays smooth infield actions with plenty of arm. So, so yes, yeah, so this again, there's there's plenty there to be kind of optimistic about. I do think that looking at the, the five overall, we've we've gone to bolster the farm system more than kind of get the the player, the breakout player in the next couple of years. But yeah, yeah, there's, there's lots of promise there. Oh, there is. I mean, you know, Hayden Cantrell again. He's this is not his first draft. He was no. drafted in 2017 by the Yankees. Um, yes, he was. He was yeah. a 40th round pick. So again, he's been on the radar of other clubs. So yeah, there's certainly something there, isn't there? So yeah, definitely. Let's yeah. just hope. Yeah, let's just hope that we can. You know, we'll, we'll be talking about these guys in the near future as uh, playing uh, yeah. AAA and 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 getting well, exactly. their, well, the majors. Well, yeah. It'd be interesting, won't it, to track their yeah. track their sort of yeah, their career? Exactly, yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so I think I could do with a few of those uh, those draft picks in my uh, in my fantasy baseball team at the moment, <laughs> Mark. Um, unfortunately, it's that time in the pod where we have to play Brewers through the ages top what trumps. What do you mean, unfortunately? This is like the highlight of, of the, the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> Although, you know what? Maybe today's my day. Um, yeah, yeah. What was the score from the last round? I can't remember, you know. Uh, I think I'm 3-0 up, aren't I, still? So was it 3-0? Thinking... You sure it wasn't yeah. 2 Three, no, no, definitely three. I definitely got three in the first round, uh, the first inning. Okay. Uh, we've, we've managed to kind of tit for tat since, but yeah, I'm optimistic today. I can increase my lead. Yeah, you've got your lucky shirt on, so you should be good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go to the top of the fourth, mate. Let's get it on. Okay, so here we are. It's the top of the fourth. The UK Brew Crew are still 3-0 up after three innings. Mark showing some early promise with the bat and has been very consistent with the ball. As for my team, we'll talk about that later. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mark, we're going to go straight into it. I'm going to pick myself another randomly generated year, and I've got 1976. Do you know what what I remember about 1976? We had the hottest summer on record in the UK. We had a host point ban. You even had a host point ban up in Birmingham. So I thought it was just like the extreme south that had the uh, host point bans. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you see, if you go up north, they think we're from the south as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you're in uncharted territory, really, aren't you? You're Very not much north, so. You're not southern area. You're, you're kind of just stuck, aren't you? <laughs> it's almost like it's why they call us the Midlands, isn't it? It's, it's weird, really, yeah, isn't it? That, that would be a really good name for it, wouldn't it? We could call you Midlanders, <laughs> couldn't we? <laughs> Okay, my randomly generated batting number is number seven. Number seven. I'll tell you, he's a centre fielder, but I'll tell you no more at the moment. Okay. Fair enough. And so for yourself, your randomly generated year is 2005. Okay, so that's, uh, oh, we had a a, a 500 season that season, 2005. Mm -hmm. 81 wins, 81 losses. Nice and symmetrical. Yes, uh, in the NL Central, obviously. Finished third out of six. And your randomly generated batsman's number is two. Batsman number two. Okay, so I have a gentleman named Von Joshua, which is a great name. V-O-N. That is, isn't it? Yeah, from Oakland, California. He's 71, born May the 1st, 1948. Yeah, I'm looking at his stats and um, not too optimistic at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be honest, I don't know an awful lot about my guy, I have to say. Um, his name's Lyle Overbay. Um, he was born in 1977, so he's a year older than me. He's from, I've never even heard of this place, Centralia. Where's WA? So WA, is this Washington State, is it? Oh, is it Washington or, or, State? So so would that be like Seattle area? Maybe. Maybe. I'm thinking WA is Washington State, but I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> Washington State, Seattle, isn't it? Because Washington DC is in Maryland, isn't it? So, uh, isn't it in the District of Columbia? Isn't that isn't that its own? I you know what? Know. We're really show- we're really showing how poor our American. <laughs> you know, we yeah, must exactly, apologise yeah. at this point for our, our terrible geography of America. I, I know that Washington's West Coast and Seattle's East Coast. So yeah. yeah. I've got that right. Is that, oh dear. Gonna I, I know that. Now. I know Texas is is warm and and sort of Milwaukee's quite is quite cold. I know that much. Yeah. You know, yeah. Wind, Wisconsin's they, quite cold. They're saying that Milwaukee's bearable in the summer and Texas probably isn't. Whereas yeah, Texas is probably bearable in the winter and Milwaukee can get extremely cold. But you know, I, I'd love. To, I don't know about you, but I'd love to witness or experience one of those Milwaukee winters with the yeah, snow. Yeah. Just, just love it. You know. Well, I've seen, you see all the um, the reports last year, wasn't it? It was the minus 30. I mean, that's a bit extreme. Yeah. But I don't think I'm ever really going to get a chance to experience that myself. So it would have been interesting to have been over there for that. I'm sure the guys in Wisconsin are sick of it, but it would be a bit of a novelty yeah. for us. <laughs> yeah, it would be, yeah. Right. I'm going to go for... This is tough. I'm going to play an OPS of 686. I've got 776. Yeah, I didn't think that would win at all. <laughs> okay that is one ball wow uh i think you're in danger of extending your lead on this one mate um at bats 2234 i have 5102 that's ball two ball two 
going to start bringing the pitch in. You know, <laughs> well, you, you know, looking at how you've beaten me so heavily on those first two, I'd be amazed if any of these stats will win. Stolen bases, 55. <laughs> yeah, you've got me there. Only 19. 19? Whoa, won that yeah. one. Oh, that's one strike. Here we go. Here comes... This is, this is the comeback. This is the comeback. <laughs> Slogging percentage, 380. 429. Oh. You know what? I'm playing this game with gritty teeth at the moment. I'm kind of giving <laughs> you the number and going... Right, so now we have three balls and one strike. Right. Oh, I'm going to say hits, and this is terrible. Career hits, 610. Yeah, I've got you there. 1,355. Four balls. One, one strike, strike gives you two runs, which now gives you a 5 nil lead. Extended my lead. I think I need to score this innings. Yeah, would, would definitely bring you back into contention, wouldn't it? Maybe. Okay, Maybe. <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> yeah. We need a team talk. So, your year mark is yep. 1992. Okay. And your randomly generated batting number is number five. 1992 and number five. And I shall play the year 1988. Batting number is six. Right, let's see what we have there then. Kansas City Royals hat on in his picture. So I, I do have a two-time All-Star. Ah, I have a two-time All-Star too. Ah, this could be And he has a San Francisco Giants hat on. Ah, now this could be interesting. So who have you got? I've got Jeffrey Leonard. Jeffrey Leonard? Nickname. Now, here we go. I wanted someone with a nickname. This guy's got, uh, let's see, one. He has three. Let me share them with you. <laughs> he was known as Hackman. He was known as One Flap Down, and my favourite, Penitentiary Face. <laughs> I'm not sure what a penitentiary face looks like, but nope. apparently he had one of those. So yeah. <laughs> Who have you got, mate? I've got uh, Kevin Seitzer. Um, doesn't have any nicknames, unfortunately. Uh, but like I say, two-time All-Star from uh, Springfield, Illinois. Uh, was born 26th of March, 1962. Okay. This guy's from uh, Philadelphia, PA, so which is Pennsylvania, I believe. Pennsylvania, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, okay, we're having lessons you. here, aren't we? <laughs> we are indeed. This is just a geography lesson. It's amazing. I know so much more about America since I've started watching baseball. Yeah, tell so, me about it. <laughs> so it's your turn to pitch. All I would say is be gentle. Be gentle, <laughs> right? Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to go. I am going to go gentle. Let's see. Uh, stolen bases. I'm going to start with that one. This is, yep. So give me a, a, an idea as to what your guy is like. Uh, I've got 80. 163. Oh, blimey. Ball for yourself. That is a ball. So, yeah. um, okay, then let's not mess around. Let's go for at bats. 5,278. Oh, 5,045. <laughs> oh, one just strike. That one. That just was close. Mm, another evenly matched pairing. Yeah, of looks like it, doesn't it? Um, mm. Okay, let's uh, let's try the OPS then of 0. 0.780. You know they're close, but on the wrong side of it. <laughs> seven two three. Oh, seven, nice. Two, <laughs> two strikes. One ball, two strikes. One ball, I need. Two I strikes. need. I need to pull pull it out the bag now, otherwise it's gonna go. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, let's go with. Let's try runs. 739. Are you sure you want to? No. You know what? I'm going to offer you a chance to change your mind. <laughs> no, I'm not changing my mind. <laughs> How many again? 739. Is that better than my 614, do you think? Uh, slightly. <laughs> <laughs> That's another strikeout strike for me. Strike oh. out again. Bottom of oh. the fourth. It's 5-0 to the UK Brew Excellent. Crew. Extending that lead. Right. Turning the, uh, turning uh, the thumb screws, mate, now. That's, what, yeah. that's what's going to happen. <laughs> you know what? I, I know how the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates feel now. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it's like to play against the Pittsburgh Pirates now as well. So. 
Just joking, just joking. Fourth, mate. 5-0 to you, but there's plenty of uh, plenty yeah. of life in the old dog yet. I'll see yeah. you at the next one. Yeah, look forward to it. Cheers. You know what, Mark? Words just fail me at the moment. Um, oh, mate, mate, you, know, you, you need those draftees, don't you? Mate, <laughs> from three nil to, to five nil, and you know what? Not even penitentiary face could save me this time. Which uh, that's a new level of, of despair <laughs> for me. Really is. Well, mate, I'm sure you'll you'll get some runs on the board before long. Let's just hope that I've got a few more extras before you start catching up. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We're a, we're a little bit like Hayden. We're we're, we're a uh, we're a slow burning fuse. So um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you drafted him, then got him coming into right. the team. <laughs> you know what? I'd, I'd draft my grandmother at the moment if I could. We need we need <laughs> we need some divine uh, some divine inspiration, definitely. Fair play, mate. You, you're playing some excellent pretend baseball. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, my real baseball was as good. <laughs> can't argue with that, mate. Can't argue with that. OK, so listen, you know, we started today's pod a little bit negative. But, you know, I think it was a meaningful conversation and a conversation that I think every baseball fan's probably having at the moment. Yeah. We're going to end on a positive. We're going to end up, we're going to have a little bit of fun. So this is we haven't given this game a, a name, have we, Mark? But uh, this uh, is basically, no. No, this uh, is, does this Mark know? Minor league baseball. <laughs> I was going to say well, the answer is quite clearly no, but this is your your baby, so you know you need to to, to name it, copyright okay. it, and that before everybody steals it. <laughs> I'm just going to call it Mark Knows, <laughs> and then and then we'll let we'll let other listeners uh, finish that uh, finish Mark, that sentence. Mark. So listen, this is just a little bit of fun. What I've done, I've got 20 names of 20? minor league baseball teams. Ten of them are real. Ten of them are a figment of my imagination. Okay, <laughs> we're going to go through the truth. Now, the beauty of this game, Mark, is it's it's binary, isn't it? It's 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 yes or no. It's true or yeah. false. So you have a 50-50 chance. So statistically, I'm expecting 50% from you. Okay. Right. Um, my advice to you is just because the name sounds silly doesn't mean it's made up. Okay. No, oh, no, I'm well aware <laughs> of that. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start with a nice, gentle one. So the first name is. The Montgomery Biscuits. Uh, that's true, I think. I think I've, I've heard of them. They are true. The Montgomery Biscuits yes. are the double A affiliates of the Tampa Ray Bays. Ah, excellent. So, I'm, I'm so, going to keep track here. I've got one out of 20. 100%. We finished there, yeah? For, yeah, can we stop? The next one, the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. Fort Wayne Tin Caps. Do you know what? That sounds like it should be a team. So I'm going to say yes. Mate, you're on fire. They are a team. Oh, they, are the, they are the single <laughs> A uh, affiliate of the San Diego Padres. How oh, are they? I just I love the idea of, of them kind of playing in a fort or wearing tin caps. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> Does that happen? You know what? Look at these guys online. Their badges are superb. They're so good, honestly. They're brilliant. Oh, minor league is awesome, isn't it? And that's that's a whole new level of, of geekiness in no, baseball, well, we, though, isn't we it? Need, we need to do a pod on minor league one day. Just, just yeah. like... Okay, the next one is the Delmarva Passion. Um, oh, it sounds like it could be a name, but I'm going to say no. Correct. They are actually the Delmarva Shorebirds. Is there no, a true really? You got three so far, three out of three. Can we stop now? <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Tri City Storm. Tri City Storm. Tri City, where would that be? I'm trying to think where they would even be based. Tri City, yeah. Um, let's, let's not or, talk about American geography again, Mark. You know yeah, what? No. <laughs> I was just trying to think. Yeah, uh, Tri City Storm. Uh, I'm going to say no, it's not a team. Tri City Storm are not a team. <laughs> they are actually called the Troy City Dust Devils. Dust Devils, oh. Dust Devils, yeah. So where's, where's Troy City? Where do you know? I know. Did you? Uh, ah. I didn't look. No, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm just not that well educated. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Troy City Dust Devils. So there you go. Okay. So what we got so far then? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Four out of four. Right. Here we go. The Richmond Mudhoppers. Oh, Richmond. Richmond. I've Ah, no, I'm thinking Richmond's Richmond. Virginia, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. I've heard of Richmond. 
Well, I'm also thinking of Richmond in, in London. Capital? Wasn't it the Confederate capital during the Civil War? I'm sure one of you amazing, um, <laughs> well-educated American guys out there can can put me right on that. But I'm pretty sure Richmond was the was the sort of capital of the the Confederacy. Yeah, it may well be. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say yes. That's a team. <laughs> oh, you've got me. I've got you. They are actually the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Believe it or not. It's awesome. far more sensible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> okay, 4-1. Here we go. You're doing well, mate. The Chattanooga Lookouts. That sounds like it should be a team. You going to go like, yet? Yeah, yeah. Correct, yes. Awesome. They are, they're no longer, but they were the double-A affiliate of the LA Dodgers. Oh, were they? Mm-hmm. Are they based in like Iowa or somewhere like that? That's that's where I picture them. Chattanooga. That's yeah. where the choo-choo comes from, isn't it? I don't Is know. Is that the Chattanooga <laughs> choo-choo? You must have heard the song. <laughs> Uh, I probably have. I've just not made the, the collection. <laughs> when I sung it, you just got confused. Yeah. Okay, no, no, no. When you sung it, I was like, actually, I do recognise that. So that <laughs> obviously goes towards your uh, your singing voice, mate. OK, here we go. Here's the next one. We're going to move over to Oregon. The Portland Industrials. Oh, uh, I'm going to say no, it's not a team, but it could be. <laughs> be a good name, wouldn't it, that? It would, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you're correct. They're actually called the Portland Beavers. But I like Portland Industrials. I think that sounds like a good name for a team. Yeah. The Albuquerque Isotopes. Uh, yes, that is a team. I think I've heard of them. I've definitely New, heard of the Isotopes. New Mexico, yeah? Yeah, I've definitely heard of the Isotopes, whether it's Albuquerque or not. So you're saying yeah? Yes, I'm saying yes. Correct. Again, they used to be, but are no longer, the AAA affiliate of the LA Dodgers. Right. Mm. Great name, that. The El Paso Hombres. El Paso Hombres. That sounds like it should be a team. Um, These all sound completely plausible, yeah, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to say yes on that one. Oh, mate. Unfortunately, you're wrong. Oh. They are the El Paso Chihuahuas. Oh, I've heard of them. <laughs> the Chihuahuas, yeah. You heard it here first. I'll be called the Hombres soon. Yeah. Okay. Here's one. If you like golf, especially. The Augusta Green Jackets. So Augusta's Georgia, yeah? Yeah. Um, yes, I think they are a team. You'd be correct. And do you know why I know that? Go on. when we had Jill on the other day, uh, the, the last episode, I looked yes. into where her nearest ML uh, minor league teams were, and that was one of the ones that came up. Oh, wow. So, well, yeah. They, yeah, they are the single-A affiliate of the San Francisco Giants. Yes, that's, yep. that's right, yeah. And are named there. after the green jacket worn by the Masters um, golf yep. winner. Yeah, they're yeah, named yeah. after So, yeah, good. Here we go, then. Down East Gamblers. Down East Gamblers. Down Ooh. East Gamblers. Uh, I'm going to say they're not a team. <laughs> You've recovered your form now, mate. They are the Down East Wood Ducks. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The Lee Valley Iron Pigs. Uh, I'm going to say Valley yes, Valley. they're in teams. Yeah, Iron if you play the show, good. you'd know that they are a team. Yeah. Um, they are the AAA affiliate of the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, are they? Yeah. They are indeed, yeah. yeah. Iron, Iron Pig sounds like a good name, there. Iron Pigs, yeah. <laughs> Williamsport Armada. Now, that's Williamsport. Sounds like it should be. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, they're a team. Mate, no. Well, they oh. are a team. They are, these are all teams, but they're not the Armada. They are the Williamsport Crosscutters. Oh, are they? Yeah, I got duped by Port and Armada, didn't I? You know what? I sat for ages thinking these names. I, yeah. I thought they sound really good. Yeah. <laughs> I want a T-shirt that says I support the Williamsport Armadas. Yeah, well, okay. we could create our own little minor league team, couldn't we, and get shirts made up and everything, and walk around and everybody would be like, where are they from? How about the Bowling Green Hot Rods? Bowling Green Hot Rods. Uh, I'm going to say they're not a team. You'd be wrong, mate. They are. Oh, they are. Yes. They are the... Single eye affiliate of the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, right. Okay, you're still doing well, mate. There's more greens on this sheet than red. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I, I work out that I've got 10 right so far. So I, I should okay. be all wrong well, now. You know what? Well, you know I'm the official scorer, don't you? Yeah, well, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> How about the Lansing Lugnuts? Oh, I want to say yes, they're a team. Of course they're a team. Excellent. Yes, they are. And one they of the reasons the... why I wanted to say they're a team is because uh, there's a place near to where I grew up called Lansing. And I just, okay. yeah, I just want it to be a team. <laughs> they are a team, my friend. 
single eye affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, okay. So, yeah, if anybody's listening about wanting to set up a team in Lansing in Sussex, the lug nuts is what you want to call yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> How about the Shreveport Blue Hawks? Shreveport? I've never even heard of Shreveport. Shreveport Blue Hawks. Um, I'm going to say no, they're not a team, but they could well be. That's one of those could easily be a team. You're right, my friend. They're not a team. They are the Shreveport Swamp Dragons, believe it or not. Swamp Dragons. Oh, that's even better, isn't it? Oh, I love, love minor league names. <laughs> They're just so good. So good. Okay. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> How about the Wichita Wind Surge? Wichita, Wichita Wind Surge. Um, I'm going to say no, they're not a team, but I wish, I hope they are. <laughs> I'm afraid they are a team. Awesome. <laughs> Not only are they a team, they're a triple A team. They're the triple A affiliate of the Miami Marlins. Are they really? They <laughs> are. The Wichita Wind Surge. What a great name. Wind Surge. Excellent. Okay, so <laughs> I, reckon got, I reckon we've got three to go, mate. Yes, I, I okay. reckon that too. Right. The Amarillo Millionaires. Oh, no. I don't think they would want to call themselves millionaires. <laughs> well, I thought uh, you're, you are correct. They're actually called, are you ready for this? They're actually called the Amarillo Sod Poodles. I've heard of the Sod Poodles, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a great name. Great name. Oh, um, dear. Okay. Corpus Christi Hooks. Corpus, Corpus Christi, Christi Hooks. I'm going to say, no, they're not a team. I'm afraid they are a team, buddy. They are. They are. Oh. They are. Corpus Christi. The double I affiliate. The double I affiliate of the Houston Astros. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. They might. <laughs> okay. Last one. Finish on a high, yeah? Finish on a high. The Eugene Casualties. The Eugene <laughs> Casualties. Oh, this sounds like, it. if it is a team, it sounds like they're, they're all raging alcoholics and they go out and play for about two hours and then just go and get completely rat-assed in the <laughs> evening and then come back to training the next day with hangovers. Um, that's the kind of baseball I like. That's, that's <laughs> the kind of baseball I play, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, no, I don't think they're a team, but they should be. They should be, shouldn't they? You're yeah. right, mate. They, they are not a team. They are actually called the Eugene Emeralds, and they are an affiliate of the Chicago Cubs, I think, single A or something like that. Oh, uh, okay. The Chicago Cubs, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So let's see. I reckon you got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I think you got 14. Yeah, that's what I had. That is statistically, considering you were getting, yeah. they are statistically very, very good. Yeah, that's yeah. above average. Excellent. That's, that's unusual I've always for me. said you're above average, mate. I've always <laughs> I was going to say, that's very unusual for me to be above average, I have to say. <laughs> that was good fun, mate. Well done. Yeah, that was yeah, a, no, I enjoyed you know that. What? I thoroughly enjoyed researching that. I just, you know, we spoke before about baseball and we love the stats and we love the nicknames and all the good stuff, but... yeah. Some of those team names are just absolutely superb. Actually, just going back to the start of the pod, mate, one thing we didn't mention when we spoke about the MLB was um, we, we posted um, from our from the Twitter page um, a poll about what the people think should happen with the season. And we gave three options. Forget the season this year. Just draw a line under it and we'll go home. Take a pay cut and start playing now. Uh, or to continue negotiating. And interestingly enough, we had a dead heat on this. 38% of those that took part said we should forget it. And 38% also said they should take a pay cut and play now, with just 24 saying continue negotiating. So it very much it very much splits the, the, the Brewers' uh, Twitterati uh, on that one. So that was interesting. It shows why we're not having a season at the moment, doesn't it? Because everybody is on one side, this side. It's just... Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. difficult, isn't it? Matt? Yeah, difficult. Yeah. But there you go. But listen, I, mate. Next time, next time we talk, next time we talk, hopefully we'll have some positive news. Yeah, and we'll, yeah. We'll have crossed. a definite date yeah. for the season to start. Um, I did actually have one other thing I wanted to mention. Well, actually, no. There's two two things that I wanted to mention about the draftees. First of all, Freddie Zamora. He has to become a player. Mainly so that I can just get my Zamora Brighton shirt out. Um, you you very well. Uh, you put a tweet out, didn't you, during I the did, week yes. after the draft, saying, uh, uh, "When the moon hits you, I like yeah. a big pizza pie." That's Zamora. A song I, I used to enjoy whilst we uh, whilst we had uh, Bobby Zamora playing for Brighton and Hove Albion. Um, and there was one other thing that I saw about um, Garrett Mitchell as well. Um, yeah. UCLA did a tweet during the week, um, and they basically said the three previous UCLA top twenty draftees, Sean Mack. 
1991 won the World Series with Minnesota. Troy Glaus, 2002, with the Anaheim Angels, was picked number three uh, in 97 by the Angels. And Chase Utley in 2008 won the World Series with Philadelphia Phillies. All three have been previous top 20 draftees and have all won the World Series. Garrett Mitchell picked from UCLA in the top 20. So it's all looking good, isn't it? Mate, the writing's on the wall, isn't it? World Series in 2022? No problem. (laughs) And you heard it here first, everyone. Listen, buddy. Yeah, let's. Um, we'll wrap it up there. Um, another thoroughly enjoyable pod, my friend. Good to yes, talk to you yeah, as always. Stuff, yeah, again, you guys out there listening, uh, thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. Again, as we all say, any feedback is uh, very much appreciated uh, as well. You can you can find Mark on Twitter at uh, UK Brew Crew. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hader's Hair, and you can find the pod on Twitter at UK Brew Crew Pod. So until we all speak again or meet again, uh, look after yourselves, go careful. And Mark, I will speak to you in the near future, buddy. Yes, we'll look forward to the next one. Cool. Go Brewers. Cheers. Go Brewers.